Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Life is full of awesome what-ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com. Support Wrestle Talk. Give us a subscribe. Hey, everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Cabana. Hey, I'm Double J Jeff here. And this is Rich Swan. Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Do it, bro. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Home of Luke Owen. Whatever Wrestle Talk is, and whoever Luke Owen is. It's time for the 10 best wrestlers of 2019. I'm Ollie Davis. This is Lou Cohen. While we start off at number 10, Keith Lee. Yeah, we've got to put our boy Keith in there. It's been a while since Keith's made it into one of our top 10s because he's been broadly underutilized by NXT and not really given the shot that he so rightly deserves. But hey, man, the second half of this year has been a big breakout year for Keith. It's not even the second half of the year. It's really like October when NXT went weekly. That meant he could have his Dijakovic, Mm -hmm. so hard for me to say, feud, and he got over there. And then thanks to a few injuries, he was able to get into the War Games team with Champa. And then off the back of that, he was in the Survivor Series match, Team NXT, and somehow he went all the way through to the end. Eliminated Seth Rollins and went toe-to-toe with Roman Reigns. That spirit bomb to Roman Reigns, where I, I bought into that near fall that they might let Lee win the whole thing, was one of my favourite wrestling moments of the year. And it's one of those things like where, so Keith Lee's at number 10 on this list, as you said, because it's like Becky last year. Like Becky was at our number 10 spot because like in those last few months, you really caught fire. I feel like for Keith now, he's got, he's be shooting up that list come 2020. If he can have a stellar year where he gets some really meaty storylines and some amazing takeover matches. Meaty. Beefy. He'll be flying high. And the best uh, best wrestlers of 2020. Well, that's it, because he was only... Yeah, if, if he's in at number 10, based on two and a half months' work, 2020 should be his year. Completely. 2020s should be the decade of glory. Oh, yes. And about time, too. Uh, at number nine, we have got Jordan Devlin. Mm, who has had an excellent year all the way through. Indeed, yes. But uh, not in NXT UK, where he continues to be underutilized. But uh, this is all on his independent stuff, his amazing feud with David Starr and Walter in OTT, his great run during the Super Strong Style 16 tournament, including one of my favorite matches of the year with Kyle Fletcher of Aussie Open. Just an amazing finish to that match. The, the double headbutt. Oh, my God. It was just... It was just perfect. I didn't get the Devlin hype train in 2018. You've been a fan of his for a while. Uh, he never really stepped out of the sort of Finn Balor mold for me. That was the common thing to chant at him at UK mm-hmm. wrestling shows was, 
You're just a S-word Finn Balor. And not the good kind of S-word. And it was really me seeing him live at Progress's Super Strong Style Tournament. And that match against Carl Fletcher where I suddenly got him. I was like, oh, you're legit. I I, I always thought, because he, he is a smaller guy, that... I wouldn't be able to take him seriously enough to the extent that everyone else was. But then in that match, I was like, oh my God, no, you, you are you are terrifying and totally legitimate. I think this has been the year that he has stepped out of the shadow of the Finn Balor comparisons. And this is this felt like this was the year of Devlin and it was no longer Finn Balor's second or Finn Balor's protege. It was just, no, 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 you are, you're legit now. And now he's kind of like, you know, providing that for Scotty Davis mm. in progress. So it's actually, a, you know, a really nice change of pace for him. Hopefully NXT UK can start to utilise him to his talent's extent oh, absolutely. next year. Uh, and number eight, we have a lady person. Oh. Our only lady person on the list, but not our only Japanese person. <laughs> New Japan is awesome. Uh, at number eight, we've got Io Shirai. Yeah, it's, um, it's not been the best year for women's wrestling, um, particularly because WWE, which is obviously the biggest promotion in the world has stopped caring about it because ronda rousey's not there anymore so people like becky haven't been able to have standout matches charlotte's not had a standout match neither's asuka Kyrie sane bailey sasha banks they've just all been left to kind of not really do much they're pushed but not pushed to that crazy main event level that they were in 2018 because of the rousey uh, situation and they have been getting pay-per-view main events but it just hasn't worked out whereas in nxt I, th- I feel like it, we're at a time now where they've rebuilt that division enough where you can probably start putting the women in main events again. Yeah. But that, but the two two best women's matches for me this year both involve her, which is Shirai versus Candice LeRae and the women's war games match. And for my money, I thought the women's war games match was better than the men's one. Totally agree. Yeah, that was the best match of the night on yeah. NXT Takeover War Games three. Yeah, it is three. Yeah, like three. you said, like, like you said, I think they have completely rebuilt the NXT women's division. And it has really felt like it's been on the back of Shirai because although Mm. Baszler is the champion, Shirai's heel turn has just almost like rejuvenated her and she's become such an attraction and such a star that she doesn't feel like, oh, you were Kyrie Sane's mate. Now you feel like, oh my God, you're... You're Shirai, you are dangerous. Mm. As you said, that match with Candice at uh, the TakeOver Toronto was just incredible. Easily the the best women's match in North America in, in 2019, easily. And I don't think anyone in AEW or and perhaps Tessa Blanchard in Impact Wrestling has come close. But yeah, Io Shirai for me is the best uh, women's wrestler in North America ever this year. In at number seven, it's the winner of the G1 2019. Yeah, G1 2019. I got there in the end. I was going to say G1 29. Um, The G1 Climax 29. The G1 2019, whatever you want to call it. It's Kota Ibushi. I I feel like, you know, in more educated lists, he'll be a lot higher. Yeah. And there's every reason to be. He re-signed a lifetime deal with New Japan rather than going over with Kenny Omega and all his mates to form AEW. Ibushi was like, nope, I'm going to stay in New Japan Forever. He literally signed a lifetime deal. That's that's how it was billed. And as a result, he's been pushed at the top of the company. Like, he's one of their new aces, I yeah, think. absolutely. And in, like, within a year's time, he'll be number one over Okada, over Tanahashi, over Naito. He won the G1 after becoming the runner-up the previous year. He had some of the best matches of the year. I mean, that G1 this year was just 
insane. Mm. To be honest, like we, we will make this joke again when it comes to the top ten matches, but you really could have just filled this top ten with anyone who was in the G one uh, yeah. this year because, like everyone, with the exception of maybe a handful all had just incredible match after incredible match. And Kota Ibushi is one of those guys. And he's now setting himself up for a Wrestle Kingdom, you know, January 4th match, where he could be IWGP heavyweight champion. And by January 5th, the very next night, I fully expect him to win the Intercontinental title as well. Absolutely, yeah. So the, the dual champion, he's, he's had a great 2019 He's probably going to have a better 2020, yeah. providing he's injury free because his feud with Naito this year, as fun as it was, <laughs> it's just it sometimes takes me out of it when he's so focused on landing on his neck. Do you remember the uh, off with your head from uh, Will Ospreay? Yeah. <laughs> was uh, uh, not a good one. Well, jumping over to All Elite Wrestling, something Abushi did not do is a little bit of the Jericho. So this was your choice. Why do you always put this stuff on me? Because this was your call. I wouldn't have had him in my top 10. At all. At all. Because while I think that Jericho has been great as a character, Mm. and this is going to be weird because when we get to number five, I'm going to completely contradict myself. Yeah, I know. He's not had like my favorite matches of the years or like any of my real favorite moments. I just think he's been great and he's completely rejuvenated the Jericho character. But even then, that's only come since October. That he rejuvenated and become, you know, little bit of the bubbly Jericho is po- it's post all out. There was all the other stuff was just. Oh, I think I'm still the pain maker. I think I'm still a mm-hmm. serious wrestler. Mm-hmm. Whereas now, when he's embraced the comedy side of things again, I think it's really helped. But I think that there's probably names I would have put in my top ten wrestlers of the year over Jericho. Not saying that I think he was bad though. Well, thanks for throwing me under the bus. <laughs> I, You're welcome, mate. I think Chris. Jer- I, I always thought Jericho should be the AEW champion, just from a mainstream appeal perspective. The first one, the inaugural one. But I never really thought it would work as well as it has done. And what? Why would I? Th- why did I think that? Because Jericho consistently has proven that he can reinvent himself and. Change the business. That's why I think he should be so high up in here because he is a proven money draw. And a ratings draw. And a ratings draw. He did it for New Japan when he had the Kenny Omega match. He suddenly turned New Japan, which was this promotion that was having a lot of success and starting to break through worldwide, to, oh no, we're going to get so many subscriptions through for New Japan World because it's Jericho versus Omega. And they managed to sell out the uh, sell out Madison Square Garden. Yeah. And that that's exactly what he's done here for AEW. He is. He is he is he's not carried that company, but he has carried and legitimized that belt. And he is one of the better like guys in AEW currently. Because I think someone like Kenny Omega, who should be the tippity top guy in AEW through his own choices, has not been the best wrestler this year because his character, Mm. he decided in 2019, was, I'm not going to be the best wrestler of 2019. Yeah. Yeah, I just, I I really do think if you you gave a top five of who the most valuable people are in wrestling as an on-screen performer, Jericho's easily in there. And that's why I think as a joint list... It's a well-deserved spot. I was just saying personally, Mm -hmm. it wouldn't be in my top 10. But I think as a group, I think it was completely the right choice. Well, do you want to say further why this... Because this isn't just an in-ring wrestling. It's not just judged on on what happens in between the ropes. Because number five (laughs) is probably one of the worst versions of that. Yes, because 
as much as we all love The Fiend, who is our fifth best wrestler of 2019, he's had some awful matches, like very, very bad matches. But the character work by Bray Wyatt, this creation of The Fiend, like who would have thought you and I watched the Raw and SmackDown after WrestleMania live, we did live streams for it, how much we were laughing at Bird Raptor. And then as the weeks went on, we were all like, I don't know where this is going. But as soon as Firefly Funhouse debuted, it was like, like, you're like, this is genius. This is an absolutely masterful piece of character work in television. And it created the most captivating character of 2019, a character that caught fire and like took the wrestling world by storm. He was the most over thing in that company, way above any of their champions, way above Kofi Mania, which was also you know, incredibly hot in 2019. The Fiend's been... You know, despite some of WWE's best efforts, has had a great year. Yeah, he's the top merchandise seller in the biggest wrestling promotion of the world. That's 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 a testament to how much this character is connecting with everyone. He's he, I, he's the best character in wrestling for me. Completely, I haven't seen anything like him ever. People were trying to fit him into an Undertaker box, but I think it's completely different, far more three dimensional than what Taker is. There's so much lore and mythology there that I want to dive into, but he just keeps everything at arm's length yeah. as well. So I can I can never fully understand anything, which is just making me want to know more. There's so much mileage and potential there. Yes. He did have the worst booking decision go against him since John Cena beat the Nexus at SummerSlam 2010. Wasn't his fault. But it wasn't his fault. And since then, they have done a lot right with him. He is the the Blue Universal champion now. He is the main event, really, of SmackDown. I, I, yeah, as, as I am sports entertained by Bray Wyatt and The Fiend. And at the start of the year, I would have, if you would have asked me, I would have said he's probably one of the top guys who should leave the company and go to AEW. Com- yeah, because he's 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 too creative for WWE. But to WWE's credit, they have given him relatively creative free reign. Yeah, no, and no, it's, completely. It's only that one Hell in a Cell finish that went against him, really. And that's it. Yeah, and I think he has done a great job in rebuilding the Fiend and rebuilding the Bray Wyatt character for SmackDown on Fox. Mm. I, I think that he's had a, a great year. Not great matches, but as a wrestling character, all year long, I think he's been absolutely fantastic. I've never really thought about the comparisons between The Fiend and our person at number four, but they are actually quite interlinked because yeah, right. the Wyatt family, of Bray Wyatt's previous gimmick, was so indebted to The Shield. They were the Joker to The Shield's Batman, and they had all those like great moments of facing off against each other in the ring. And around the same time that Bray Wyatt is transforming himself in WWE, Dean Ambrose waited for his contract to expire bang on the 30th of April, and then he uploaded his John Moxley reinvention promo where he was he would soon end up in AEW. Yeah. I still haven't quite worked out the symbolism of that video yet. It's um, it, it's a, it's really... Yeah, it's, 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 it's subtle. It's quite avant-garde. Yeah, being chased by some kind of big dog. Yeah. Breaking out of chains. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what it could be a reference to. But John Moxley also has completely revamped his character. I mean, I guess there were elements there from when he returned after the surgery in, in summer of 2018. But again, WWE took that away and gave us injections in the butt and gas mask like Dean Ambrose, which was really, really bad television and really, mm. really bad stuff. And it just, you would have thought at the start of this year, 
you never would have said Dean Ambrose is one of the best wrestlers in the world. But the second he left WWE and he had all of that creative freedom and he went to New Japan and he had an amazing G1 and he's gone to AEW and has had amazing matches and he's just become like, like, dude, you're one of the best wrestlers in the world and you always could have been, but you were sort of like creatively held back. But now we're seeing the full version of John Moxley that he's always wanted to do and it's really working. Like when his music hits in AEW, it creates a connection with that crowd and that crowd gets amped up and they are ready for the purveyor of violence. Oh, God, let's, let's not go. Let's not use that <laughs> phrase. But yeah, it's it's not so... It's equally how good he is as a character around the wrestling matches. I was so surprised that he's this good in the ring. <laughs> yeah. Because he's not... He's not a Kenny Omega wrestler. He's not a Young Bucks wrestler. He's not even a Cody wrestler. He is a bit of a brawler. Mm-hmm. But yeah. there's something so captivating. And through the months, I've never been into Dean Ambrose matches that much. I, I couldn't really tell you a favorite Dean Ambrose match from WWE. Singles match. Singles match, yeah. Yeah. But D, uh, John Moxley in AEW, or, or New Japan with that Ishii match, which one of the best matches of the year. And that was the first time we really saw... The, the full extent of his, his gimmick. But since then on Dynamite, the Darby Allen match, the Joey Janela match, he's a guy that can main event Dynamite and not have a cliffhanger a, a, like angle afterwards because he's so captivating, he can just end an episode by himself. John Moxley is so good that one of my favourite matches of this year, it's not like the top 10 or anything, but one of my favourite moments of the year was him versus Toriano in the G1 where Yano pinned him. I was like, and, and that was his first loss outside of WWE. And I was like, of course it's Toriyama. <laughs> like, that's genius. Like, if, if you're going to pick someone to lose to, you pick the lad who's mm. selling his DVDs to people in the crowd. But it was a masterstroke. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Well, speaking of master strokes and someone who has carried a company on his back throughout 2019, Adam Cole, baby. I'm just being a Carl O'Reilly for you. Yeah. Has just had an amazing, an, an incredible 2019, considering that 2018 was so much built around Champer and Gargano. 2019, where Cole got the belt over WrestleMania weekend, has just been catapulted into like, yeah, you are the guy in this brand. You are the, you're probably the guy in this company. You're just, like, you've had amazing matches, amazing promos. The Undisputed Era are so good. I think that Cole has had an incredible year. And he's definitely been positioned by WWE, specifically Triple H, as the next guy. I think if if you put the long hair back on Triple H, there's a Russian doll argument to be made. <laughs> yeah. Triple H, Seth Rollins, and inside Seth Rollins, there's an Adam Cole. That's because he couldn't have Bobby Roode in there. Yeah, <laughs> we tried, damn it. Uh, but, the, yeah, he's... Every pay-per-view, every takeover, it's been Cole who, who's really delivered. The, tw- the NXT TakeOver 25 match, the two out of three falls match, the uh, God, the, so the, the the cage match. With Champa where you yeah. went up. Yeah, yeah, the, the war games. The war games. No, there was the other. Was that 25? No, no. Um, there was the Cole, the, 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 um, uh, the Gargano match had a cage match at the end. That's the one I was, I'm thinking, I was of. thinking of. I thought you were talking about the air raid crash. Mm, but there's that as well. Yeah. The, the amount of sick bumps he's taken from the top of the cage. Just pause for a Britt Baker there. It's Adam Cole's girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, no, he has been the real standout of NXT this year. Where we haven't really had Johnny Takeover this year, we have completely had Adam Cole. Mm. I thought the Bay Bay World Championship Tour was a fantastic television. It was so entertaining. His, yeah, as I said, his promo's been good. His matches have been good. He's great. I think that Adam Cole, is, he's been the guy for NXT this year. And it's not just him. It's the undisputed era around him. There's so much about packaging a guy in a faction to be more than the sum of its parts. And that's the gold. Literally gold on top of the physical... Uh, championship gold they all have. Completely agree. But who have we got at number two? My brother, Cody Rhodes. Now, I would have. I, there's an <laughs> argument to put him at number one. Uh, you're, and I, I would not disagree. I was just about to say, this reminds, when I think of Cody, I'm thinking of, you know, we talked about Moxley and Bray Wyatt. If you'd have told me at the start of 2019, Cody will be one of your favorite wrestlers, if not your favorite wrestler by the end of the year, I'd have said, I don't think so. Because as I love Cody, and I think that Cody has really been great since he's left WWE. His stuff in Ring of Honor and his stuff in New Japan has been fantastic. But I've never really loved Cody matches. Cody matches have always been three and a half star, four star matches. They've never been like, oh my God, you're like the, one of the best wrestlers on the planet. I've never really emotionally connected to it. That all changed at Double or Nothing when he had that five-star classic with his brother. And after, as from that moment, I'm like, oh, my God, I, I get it now. 
I completely get it. This is why you've believed in yourself so much. And ever since then, he has not put a step wrong. Apart from the dog incident, uh, all out. He has not put a step wrong in the ring. <laughs> and I think he's had Jericho's best match mm -hmm. in AEW. He's had Sammy Guevara's best match. He's had Darby Allen's best match. I just think he's had all of these incredible matches and incredible moments. He's the best baby face of the year. Best pure baby face. I, I love Cody. Yeah, I, I always, if you asked me at the start of the year, I would have said, oh, yeah, sure. I, I love Cody because he's starred in all of the wrestling. And I, I loved his stuff in the mid-card of WWE. I even kind of got a kick out of Stardust. And yeah, like you said, the Ring of Honor New Japan stuff. He was good. Mm -hmm. I really liked him. But it was, it was always, it never really tipped over. This was the year where he's, he's really booked himself so well. And it's so hard to get that balance right because he's done it so well, but he hasn't done it in a Jeff Jarrett way to do it over other people. In fact, that's probably the only argument is that he could put himself over more. He, like you said, he's had the best matches with all those people. I, he, he has connected with the crowd in 2019 in a way I thought wasn't possible for a wrestling babyface anymore. This is such a pure level of fandom that takes me, I, you know, I didn't watch wrestling in the 80s. I, I, I was brought up on 90s baby faces where they're just dicks to everyone. <laughs> yeah. I never really had that baby face to connect with that was just a good guy. And he could be rich. He could, because he's a, he's a superstar. He earns all the money. But I don't resent him for that. That isn't a bad part of his gimmick. It's just like, no, you're a professional. You're awesome. And that's, that's what I think was a thing in the 80s. That's where Dusty, his father, came up through and obviously taught him and passed on so much stuff. So he has fired on every single cylinder, starting a wrestling promotion that's legitimately competing with WWE, being a great character with one of the best promos of the last decade. Oh, yeah. That go-home promo against Chris Jericho when his voice cracks and he talks about going from... To, to unfricking deniable, yeah, and the in ring work, just that. I mean that. In terms of business changing, now I'm talking myself into him being number one. I, th I know. I think we're right with who we've got at number one, but I would also to add to that. One of the reasons why I think Cody has been so good in 2019 is he has made me care about a stipulation. Mm. And that is very hard to do in 2019 because the wrestling world has made stipulations mean nothing because they always get backtracked on. And perhaps this one will too. But I do believe this stipulation. The fact that he can no longer challenge for the world title makes me sad. Yeah. Because I want to see Cody win the big one. And... I think that's that's genius. Like I think that, and and he's made that connection. I he's just been great. What an incredible year for him. But I don't think you can deny, and in fact, I don't think anyone can deny. No one has had a better year in ring than Will Ospreay. Yeah, who is our number one? He's our best wrestler of 2019. Yeah, it, it's. <laughs> I mean, every year since about 2015. I've been like, well, how can he get any better? Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. And every year. And it's not like a little bit better. No. It's not like, oh, Jordan Devlin really came out of his <laughs> shell. It's no. You have just begun, you, you've pushed the boundaries of what a wrestler is. Dave Meltzer is exhausted <laughs> because it's like, there's only so many stars that I can hand out Will. 
And he, Will does it every single time. He goes out there with a mindset of just like, oh, it's a, it's a feel like a five-star match kind of day. So I guess I'll just have another five-star classic. Yeah, it's, I don't want to be that guy, but I am that guy. I watched him when he was coming through in the early days of progress. And I thought, wow, this guy's cool, but, you know... That the facials weren't really there. He like he's become so good at selling. Mm-hmm. That's that was one of the missing parts. That but over the last few years, he's he's just incredible at it. And he yeah, he just lacked a bit of character depth. And I, I get back then he was a lot skinnier. He's really bulked up. He looks so physically impressive now. And to see that to what he is now, which is legitimately the best wrestler of all time, just in terms of going out. Every single night, or not every single night, but, you know, two, three times a week, and putting on such a high-quality, different kind of match. Yeah. Because you, you always, people keep comparing it to Ric Flair in the 80s, or Ricky Steamboat, and, ha- and Bret Hart, but they would go out, and they would have the same kind of safe-level match. The Ric Flair match, the Bret Hart yeah. match, yeah. Osprey is going out there and changing it up all the time, and it's just making him better. Yeah. Now, whether that's a sustainable level of work rate is another question. Hopefully, we're still talking about these smarter style matches with a lot more character work, but maybe not as many horrible bumps and flippy stuff in 10, 15 years' time. Yeah, let's stop trying to do Spanish flies on the apron, mm. hey, Will. Like, let's, let's pack that one in, I think. It is, yeah, it's astounding how good Will has been this year because it is, we were at Royal Quest... When he came down to the ring, I legit was like, I cannot wait. I yeah. cannot wait. And I've had this. We've seen him quite a few times at Rev Pro shows this year. Like when they when they booked him versus Pac, I was like, wow, you've got to, I've got to go see that match. Pac versus Osprey. Yes, please. Like I need to see that match. He has just been incredible time and time and time again. And I think Dave Meltzer put it brilliantly when he said, I didn't think there would be anyone better than Okada for years. And Will Ospreay is already better than Okada. And it's like, he's still young, and I think that he is smart enough that when he realizes, I can't do these big flip doos anymore, that he will change his style and will continue to be one of the best wrestlers on the planet, if not the best wrestler on the planet. Let's see what our honorable mentions are. We've just got a, quite a few. Tessa Blanchard. Great breakout year. Great year she's had in Impact Wrestling. I think Impact Wrestling have had some really good stuff this year, but like the, the best they've had is this storyline with Tessa Blanchard and Sammy Callahan that's going to culminate in January, mm. where you've got to think that Tessa's <clears throat> going to win the world championship. Uh, I'll do these two together. Ray Phoenix and Pentagon Jr. Great stuff in AEW as the Lucha Bros. For me, though, it's Phoenix. Phoenix has really become a, a great, guy to watch as a singles competitor too. We always we already knew that about Pentagon. Yeah. I didn't know how great Phoenix is. Yeah, no, absolutely. Tomohiro Ishii over in New Japan's another one who's just the stone pitbull continues to be the most underappreciated man in, in New Japan. He he just missed out on he was very close. Yeah, really, really uh, close. Young Bucks, of course. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, what, what is there to say about the Young Bucks? Like they had the, the craziest ladder match with the Lucha Brothers that I've ever seen in my life. The, the only thing I would say why they didn't get in here is because previous years, they've just had more matches. Most of their year this year has been getting AEW off the ground from a backstage perspective yeah. and then just wrestling in those pay-per-views. 
Yeah. Uh, still, we um, going back to Impact, Sammy Callahan, mm-hmm. who has just been a, just incredible character work. Unfortunately, I don't think Impact has had like a lot of the mainstream success that they had last year. I think Moon to Pursuit really hurt. And AEW. And AEW There's only really so hurt. many yeah, alternatives you can have. You're absolutely right. Uh, and I think Sammy has kind of suffered from that because he's finally the Impact World Champion. But I, I just don't think there's enough eyes seeing how good that is. Yeah, it's not him. He's still doing fantastic heel work. Still one of the best heels in the business. Right up there with Champa and Jay White. Mm-hmm. But maybe Jay White's a bit lower. Uh, but yeah, it's, the, it's an exposure issue. And I can't wait I can't wait to see him uh, kill Simon Miller next year. <laughs> uh, Johnny Gargano, just a, a bit too plagued by injuries for me. Yeah. Hasn't been around as much. It's a shame as well because they, he had a, such a good series with, with Adam Cole, but it's... Really, that, that, I feel like that's about it for, for Gargano this year. Mm. He's not been Johnny Takeover. And again, I don't think it's fully his fault. It's just it doesn't feel like he had the great 2018 that he had in 2019. I think that Adam Cole took that spot from it, essentially. Yeah, I think Gargano's injury, but also Champa's injury, massively affected Gargano. Oh, completely. Uh, we'll do these two together as well, because, I mean, how could you not have an honorable mentions list without Hiroshi Tanahashi and Kazuchika Okada? Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's a, it, and again, I think it's an AEW thing where there's only so many alternatives to be found. And New Japan hasn't had the mainstream success that it had in 2019. And therefore, I don't think while Akada and Tanahashi have still been having their five star classics, they're just not as recognized as they were last year mm. or the year prior to that, especially when Will Ospreay's going out there and, and changing the game. Yeah. Uh, Volta. Can't have a list without Walter, mate. Of course not. Of course, the UK champion. A great match with Pete Dunne to win the belt. Uh, and, and Tyler uh, Bates. Take over New York. And Tyler Bates, yeah, Cardiff, of course. Yeah. Uh, he just, he's because of his NXT UK signing, though, he's just not been around the other promotions to get those fantastic indie matches as much. Yeah. Like, even in progress, like, I don't think he's had as good a year in progress as he mm. had in 2018 and like you know we mentioned him in the Devlin feud but I think that was more Devlin than it was Walter yeah um also back to New Japan um Shingo Takagi and Jay White who you know Jay White the start of this year was IWGP heavyweight champion yeah they they had to push him to the moon because of Omega and Cody and the Bucks all leaving I I mean there is a possibility because they've got so much invested in him that it's White who retains the Intercontinental title on the first night of Wrestle Kingdom and then maybe beats whoever the winner is for the heavyweight title. There's every chance, I could see that happening too. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.